We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, No Other Pod faithful, and welcome back to another edition of No Other Pod. As usual, I'm Jimmy Mack, along with my good friend, Dan Kuzer. Dan, how's it going in Chicago tonight? I'm Dan. That's me, man. It is cold, Jimmy. I'm freezing up here, man. Is it cold down there? It's pretty cold. It's cold. It's the worst, dude. It gets dark early now, because daylight saving sucks. I feel like it gets dark at like 4.30, and I also feel like... There hasn't been a fall. I feel like it went straight from summer to winter, yep. and I'm pissed. Yeah, no, it's not good. I wake up to go to work in the morning, and it's dark, and I get home from work in the evening, and it's dark, and I'm like, I, I don't know. get days anymore. I'm just so, going to be a vampire now. That's right. It works. Got to li- live that vampire life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are uh, a week out from our last podcast, and Sporting KC, unfortunately, is still out of the playoffs. Um, oh, is that still a thing? Yeah. Are the playoffs still going on? Yeah, they're going, but, you know, who really cares about them anymore? No. Uh, <laughs> Us crazy soccer people, we still watch those. That's right, and we'll uh, we'll talk about the playoffs a little bit uh, a little later in the show. Um, we're, we're soccer fans, so we're, we're still following, but we're going to uh, talk a little sporting KC offseason first. Uh, haven't seen any official roster moves yet. We've started to see some teams announce who they're parting ways with. I think today I saw roster announcements from the Galaxy and from Orlando City, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if in the Giles next Barnes, few days... Giles Barnes, man. I know. I got a couple of ideas about Giles Barnes. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, we we might see something from Sporting KC in, in, in some official capacity in the next you know few days or relatively near future, I, I would guess. But, but nothing official yet. But we do have... Um, some Peter Vermees thoughts, thanks to like, thanks to some uh, some good reporting from from Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star, and you have not yet heard these quotes, so you and many not. of our listeners are going to get uh, a, a first listen at these quotes from me, and we'll get your uh, your honest opinion and see what you think of uh, of Peter Vermees and and his thoughts heading into the off season. So obviously. Uh, Season did not go as as planned uh, out in the knockout round once again with the most glaring issue uh, being goal scoring. Uh, and this is going to continue to come up throughout the offseason. Dom Dwyer will forever haunt this club, but 
Peter Vermees uh, was asked about the Dom Dwyer trade as, as well. We'll get into that here. Um, but uh, in his uh, interview with reporters uh, at the end of last week, uh, this quote, this is what, what Peter said. It's very clear what we need. Uh, if we score more goals over the course of the season, we put ourselves in a much different position to be contenders at the end. That's the thing we have to do. We have to find someone that's going to fit that, that's also going to take resources. And then a, a journalist just asked a follow-up question and said, do you think that that goal scorer is currently on Sporting Casey's roster? And Vermees immediately said, no, no, no. We just went through the whole season and it didn't happen. It's obvious we didn't have that guy. We have to find someone to fill that role. Um, so what are, you, what are your thoughts? you think that'll, uh, that'll make some, some fans happy hearing, hearing that from Peter Vermees? Dude, did you, uh, did you watch that interview with him by chance? I, I didn't watch it yet. No, I've I've read quotes, but I haven't watched it in person. Right. It, it's like a 25 minute thing. I think I took my whole lunch break to to watch this thing the other day. And uh, for for starters, you got to understand the the interview took place like after the loss at Houston. Right. You're out of the playoffs. You're mad, and now you got to go talk to the reporters because you're contractually ob- obligated to do that. Right. Right. And. <laughs> He's so sassy at times. Like <laughs> some of the things he, he would say to people. I mean, uh, uh, you know, he said, "No, bottom line, we don't. We didn't have a scorer, and that's what we're going to go get in the off season." And we all know that. We all know we need it, and the fact that it's being addressed should put a put our minds at ease. But that one question stuck out in particular to me during that interview is uh, I don't know who asked the question, but it said. What's uh what's the kind of talk you have with the players after this game? Do you go in there? Do you do you yell at them and say that was a you know a bad demonstration of soccer, just poor job, or do you say hey, congratulations on a successful season? And he just goes, you know, I think I'll just let you do the uh, I think I'll let let you do the speech. Sounds you sound like you're doing a good job. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't even yeah. I wouldn't want to be a reporter and talk to this guy right now. Like it's He's just going to break yeah. news that you already know, you know? Yeah, no. But the he, Dom he Dwyer thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was just going to touch on, you know, I, I pretend like, you know, I'm, I'm a legitimate journalist. I actually have a press pass when I go to the games. Um, so yes, I, you do. So I go and, and I, like, I try to do, like, some, some real, like, questions and reporting. But Peter Vermees. And I, and I know. I, I hear your voice when I watch that hear, interview. I'm like, you hey. You hear me on the post You got that, that reporting voice. <laughs> That's right. And I try to ask some good questions, but it's always scary. And, and if the team loses, I usually don't ask a question because Peter's not here <laughs> for anyone's crap. Um, and, and there's been some some other people who ask a question and, and like Peter just like eats their face off with his response. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to set this one out. Um, yeah. But so you sit on my thumbs. You know, you got you got to be careful with, with what you ask Peter. Uh, but yeah, so he says, you know, we didn't have that goal scorer. We, 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 we need to go find someone to fill that role. And so the obvious follow-up that you got to ask, and he's probably tired of hearing this question for like the 87,000th time this year, um, he was uh, he was asked if that Dom Dwyer trade uh, contributed to Sporting Casey's scoring struggles <laughs> down the stretch of the season. And uh, and, and Peter just, just looks at the, at the dude who asked and goes, do you know Dom's statistics? Like, did you see his statistics? <laughs> and I'm like, Damn. Like no then wonder he spouted Dom him out. Was like, 
I'm so happy to get to Orlando City. Yeah, then he then he went on and kind of called him out. He goes, you know, when you can't come to an agreement with somebody on a contract in this business and, and every other sport in this country, at some point you have to make a decision. You can't keep everybody around. I have a salary cap to manage. Unfortunately, he wasn't the answer. So, uh, Dude, he spouted off uh, Dom's stats, though. Yeah, he, he you know, Dom had four goals and, and four assists with, with Orlando City. Um and he had f- like five uh, with us, five goals and 17 games with uh, with Kansas City, um, and uh, and Diego Rubio had had six goals. So uh, he scored oh, at a, Rubio actually scored at a more efficient rate in his time with Kansas City this year than than Dom did. Um, but you know Peter's clearly not not happy with where the attacking uh, pieces no. are on this team. Um, at least not a a pure goal scorer um and and you know that's not breaking news to anybody considering how few go- like you know i mentioned this last week gerso led the team with eight goals in mls this year um and this is the the part that that gets to me most you know as sam mcdowell writes in the star that's the fewest total uh for a sporting kc leading goal scorer since 2008 it's like the last 10 years wow only uh only eight goals to, to lead Sporting KC. Granted, if Dom stayed, maybe he would have got his, you know, nine goals mm-hmm. on the year. But even still, Sporting KC then doesn't have a double-digit goal scorer. So, um, I mean, they, they got to go out and get someone, right? Oh, absolutely. That's that's definitely a huge priority to go do that. And, uh, you know, Peter put it just plainly. He said, you know, we were solid defensively. And our midfield was fine you know we didn't struggle in those two spots we just struggled scoring goals and he's like if we had that piece i mean it's a whole different conversation we're probably getting that first round by maybe even in the supporter shield conversation you know and i think he made the correlation that uh if you if you take those 13 ties or whatever 13 draws whatever we had and you win half of those which a lot of those were very winnable games i'm looking at you atlanta united game but uh, yep. if you take half of those and turn them into wins, I mean, it's a whole different season, man. And 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 you're at least getting a home playoff game, and it's it's just it's it's easy to say what might have been, you know what I mean? While we sit here and and still get sad about it. But hey, could be worse. Could be a Timbers fan. You could be a Timbers fan like my brother. <laughs> Shout out to my brother who uh, is very upset. <laughs> Uh, very upset with with how the Timbers uh, <laughs> season ended. I've heard all about their Rightfully injuries. So. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I hate to see how uh, you know any team loses in the playoffs uh, when when they have injuries. Um, you want to see teams going to the postseason at full strength, but you know what? Houston had injuries too, so um, that, you know, that that's all I'll say about that until I get my my angry text from Eddie. As soon as you'll he get one, to this, um, <laughs> you'll probably get a tweet too. But um, well, it could be way worse. I mean, you could be New York City, who had the the weapons, and just let Columbus steamroll them. Yeah, man, uh, that that's that, crazy. That was unreal. Um, we'll, Sorry, we'll, we're going I, off topic. We're getting. I definitely into want it. to talk about that and a little bit more in, in, in a little bit. But um, but yeah. So get, getting back here to uh, to Sporting KC and, and, and Peter's quote. So look. Um, we, we we can get into stats here a little bit. Uh, again, I'm sort of piggybacking off of off of Sam McDowell's work here. Um, Sporting KC 
They, they finished second in MLS with 15.3 shots per game, fourth in MLS with 5.1 shots on target, but they finished 17th in scoring. So not breaking news to anyone, this team needs a goal scorer. Um, and sort of what, what's strange is in, in years past, Benny Fellhaber in that attacking midfielder, number 10 position, has, has been a, a steady source of goals uh, for Sporting KC goals and assists. Uh, so if he yeah. is not the one directly scoring the goals, he was creating chances, making key passes that whether it was Dom or Christian Namath or whoever it was in years past, they were they were out there uh, scoring goals. Um, this year, and again, we talked about this a little bit last week, Benny Fellhaber, 32 years old, getting a little older, um, couldn't couldn't really do that. He, he played nearly 2,300 minutes, um, only got five goals and three assists on, uh, you know, 64 shots, which is 19 more than he got, than he took last year. Last year, um, you know, in, in slightly more minutes, but just about the same, seven goals and, but 13 assists compared to three this year. And then the year before in 2015, when it was like MVP Benny, um, 10 goals and 15 assists. On, on 48 shots compared to 64 shots. Um, so, so ben, I mean, Benny's getting older. Um, he was asked to do so much this year because, you know, that's why he took 19 more shots this year than he did last year because there was just, we didn't have that goal score, but he he wasn't the same Benny that we came to, to you know, know and love. We still love him, but his oh, on-field no. stats. Splinter! Shout out to Splinter. <laughs> Everyone loves him. Um, now we're pissed. Splinters. Now we're fighting. <laughs> Splinter's a big Benny fan. Um, so Benny's had a down year, and uh, and you know, blue the Blue Testament. I'm sure many of you know that it's it's the the Sporting KC SB Nation site. Um, one of their writers, Chad Smith, wrote an article today that I think might cause a little controversy. So I wanted to get your take Chad. on it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's he's a he's a good guy. Does a lot of great sporting KC gifts. I think he actually is out of Arizona, but is a huge yeah. Uh, he's a good sporting dude. KC fan. Um, shout out to Chad. I think he's a listener. He at least follows us. Um, he does. Uh, he I wrote it. He, he wrote out uh, an article that, that came out today called uh, "Sporting KC Should Trade Benny Failhaber." Um, mm-hmm. And and he kind of went into a little bit of the the stats that that we. Uh, just we're talking about um you know that you know he was an mvp candidate in 2015 and has basically steadily gone downhill not to mention he's really expensive he's going to be making about six hundred thousand dollars next year um okay. he was you make a good making point. significantly less key passes from whoscored.com compared to um, other people in the league now you can go back and forth on whether that's because we don't have an attacking player who can who can finish and, and, or, or what have you, but I, I I don't know. I mean, he's under contract next year, but what what do you do? You think Sporting KC would ever consider trading someone who's been such a key part of this team over the last few years? Well, I'm gonna cry because uh, <laughs> I mean he's uh, you can't get attached to people in this league. I mean, you have your favorite team and. You get attached, you know, and then you cry, and then you're like, I will remember you, you know, and you just start singing these sad songs because you, like when Dom <laughs> left, I was sad, right? And and Benny has been yeah. 
my favorite. Like, I have whatever haircut he came out on the field with. Like, I think he buzzed his hair one year, and I was like, I'm going to buzz my hair like Benny because yeah. uh, he's my favorite player. And yeah. that, Did you grow a just, mullet when he had the Benny mullet? Well, that was tough. I don't know how he did that. <laughs> so he he has, He's Brazilian, so he grows hair like ten times faster than I do. But yeah. uh, it, I can totally see them trading him or doing something with him. Like, and that'll make me sad for about two days until they get someone else in, you know. But yeah, I, it's it's not far fetched. I mean, I could totally. It's definitely possible. Yeah, I you know, at very minimum, I think Benny's role on this team will change next year, and he's not going to be um, sort of that. He won't be in the same role that he's been in the last few years. He he, if he is still on this team and he's under contract right now, so unless the the front office moves him, um, he he will be on this team next year. You know, you never know. There have been crazy trades in MLS, and and we all know Sporting KC is willing to move people that that mean a lot to the fan base. Um, if Peter thinks it's the right move, he'll he'll pull the trigger. Uh, but uh, if he is on this roster next year. He'll probably still start a, a decent number of games, at least maybe to start the season. But I wouldn't be surprised if he sort of transitioned to more of a, a, a super sub role, just because he'll he'll be 33. Um, and I think I mentioned this last week, and I think Chad even mentions this in his article, the, the idea of Benny being a, a, a super sub. Um, you know, he can come in and that you know. 60 65th minute when sporting KC really needs a, a, a creative spark and and you know if, if he's only asked to play 25 30 minutes uh, a game um, when everyone else is getting tired he can come in and, and he can really take that's that's when he thrives is when he can take over a game and if he doesn't already have 60 minutes under his legs he can come in fresh um, you know he can he can do that really well and and what's interesting though and this is what makes me oh wonder um <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes me wonder if uh, if if maybe if even if they don't oh, move him, um, if they'll uh, if they'll at least make a a, a move and, and move many into more of a reserve role is, is Rob Heineman, one of the owners of Sporting KC, who fans have this this sort of uh, really interesting relationship with because Rob's so open on on social media. He tweeted out right after the loss. Um, well, two days after the loss, you know, sorry, it's taken me two days to process all of this. Your support is incredible. I guarantee we'll fix it. We will invest in a number nine and a number 10. I'm sorry. So that, that, that sort of takes what Peter Vermees said even a step further. Okay. Yes, we're going to invest in a number nine. That's the traditional, you know, goal scoring striker forward up top. Um, not surprising, but when he said, and a number 10, that really caught my eye because our number 10 is Benny. Benny has been our attacking midfielder, that creative spark. And Rob coming out and publicly tweeting two days after the loss, we're going to invest in the number 10, makes me think at least a significant portion of this front office doesn't necessarily think Benny is the answer anymore. And and, and it, it surprised me to see him be that open about it. It's sad. I mean, you're, you know, Benny will see that and be like, well, damn, I thought maybe I'd have this role locked down, you know, and now they want to go spend some money and bring someone else in. Like, does that force me to the bench? Does that force 
But but he's under contract though for another year, so it's like yeah, they'd have to buy him out, and that just seems like a waste of money, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. It'll don't be interesting see... to see what happens. I don't see a buyout happening. I think it's either they keep him and his role evolves into being more of a a super sub at time, or even if he starts some games, he's not going to be a, a, a 32, you know, game a year starter. Um, he's he's going to come off the bench a little bit more often. Um, but who knows? It's a long off season. There, there's certainly the possibility of, of moving him, especially, you know, with, uh, with more teams in the league now. Um, it sort of uh, dilutes the talent pool, if you will. There might be a, uh, you know, some team who thinks they're they're a piece away and, and they see a Benny Fellhaber and they're willing to take on a six hundred thousand dollar a year salary to really make a run. So Dude, what's crazy be- though is it's it's not a long off season. Like you just said it was long and it's like it really isn't. It's crazy to yeah. think like that. Yeah, I guess what when I say I mean you know, it as you're you're absolutely right. It, it it's short on the calendar. It feels long cause at times cause so much happens. Um that well, it feels and, long when and, you get and, knocked out in the knockout round. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You know, technically off season <laughs> doesn't start for another another month um, in, in the league's eyes, but Sporting KC is going on two weeks of the off season already. So uh, there's there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, regardless, there's there's going to be a, a, a lot of moves to come. We we went through the roster last week. Who's under contract? Who's not? Um, you know, there's, there's going to be moves. You know, I mentioned Giles Barnes earlier. Um, he's a, he's a guy who he's, he's 20, I want to say he's like 29 years old. Um, or he's going to be 29 years old. He's 29 right now. He'll be 20. Uh, he just turned 29 not that long ago. So he's not young, but he's an experienced, um, experienced player who's, who scored some goals. He's played you know, forward. He's not really a striker, but he he can play forward. He can also play attacking midfielder. Now, here's the thing with Giles. Uh, he was a designated player for Orlando City. He made almost eight hundred thousand dollars last year. Um, I, I I in no way want Giles for anywhere close to eight hundred thousand dollars. But if they can get him, and I think he sort of might have to um, consider this to to take a pay cut. Um, you're looking at a guy who's you know four years younger than Benny just about um, who who's had a little bit more success um, as of late uh, and I don't know he he he's he he intrigues me um, you know he Giles he Barnes does someone they look at yeah we'll see you don't like him interesting um I don't know if he fits our model I mean I, I don't know if he fits into that yeah he may not. I mean, I don't I, have I, any follow-up to that, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm only going off of uh, the players I've seen come available from two teams, and I want to stay away from pretty much anyone on the Galaxy after the way they had uh, their season go. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so we'll see. There's, there's, a, there's a lot more player movement that's, that's yet to come. But um, lots. We, we should have uh, n- next week when we're recording this, we should uh, probably have more concrete information for you all about who uh, Sporting KC is keeping, who they're parting ways with, uh, who they're picking up options on, um, and so we'll definitely touch on that. Uh, you think but, so? You think it'll happen that soon? I, I mean, I, I think it's probably, with, with these teams that are 
already making announcements. I think over the next week or so, yeah, we'll probably start to see something. Um, it's better to have, I mean, when uh, when you're in a position where you, you need to start recruiting players from overseas, I don't think Peter wants to take more time than is necessary to make these roster decisions and get going with recruiting. Um, True. So I think he'll probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some decisions be made by the end of this week. I have no information that's a total, literally a total guess. So I have no information that actually is telling me that. That's just, uh, you know, knowing Peter and how he is, I think he'll want to start getting to uh, to recruiting and uh, some of these uh, overseas countries. Uh, and and uh, I think he'll need to make some roster decisions before he can really do that. So for sure, it's we'll bound see. to get exciting. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, but as we mentioned, technically the MLS off season hasn't actually started. There are still MLS playoffs going on. What the? Um, so we'll uh we'll talk about that real quick. Um, what uh? Dude, what, I'm sorry, what, I gotta interrupt what? you for a minute. <laughs> I was thrown off. My dog just threw his toy on my coffee table and just like knocked my cup over, and I can't concentrate right now. It's got gosh dang alligator skin, and it this is not soccer related at all. But I'm pissed off. <laughs> Sorry, are we good? That's no, okay. We're yeah, we're, we're good. I was waiting to see if there was another punchline there. <laughs> no, there's no punchlines. I'm I'm not a funny person at all. I don't have punchlines. No, well that's not true. We all know that's not true. <laughs> um, Splinter, Splinter just knows that he's the real star of this show because he heard the people love him, and he's mad that we're not oh featuring him more. He's um, seriously mad. All right, let's. What did you yeah, ask? Me? Was into there a, a question? He's turned into a diva. <laughs> uh, no, what I was gonna say about the uh, MLS playoffs, what what uh, what stood out to you most about this uh, conference semifinal? Was there a, a result in particular that surprised you? Um, that surprised me. Nothing or that, that surprised maybe you got me. Got the most joy out of. Well, obviously the Houston over the Timbers was the most surprising, but I loved the Toronto and Red Bulls game. I mean, I think for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, that game got a little out of hand. Um, Josie I could talk about Sasha that game for a while. Klesch, yeah, jo- Josie Altador and Sasha Kleshton got into it. Um, they started arguing. They, they both got yellow cards. Josie went up to Sasha, to and, and Sasha was trying to, like, reenact something that happened. And he, like, barely brushed Josie, who, like, flew backwards on the ground like he just got run into <laughs> by an elephant and then Sasha was like are you kidding me you're supposed to be this giant huge physical dude and I'm like skinny little yeah. Sasha like I can't knock you back that far but Josie made a meal of it and then uh and then they go half halftime happens and the you know the two teams are are literally fighting in the tunnel like somehow the Red Bulls end up in the tunnel that Toronto's supposed to be in their locker rooms are separate, so they shouldn't be anywhere near each other. A fight breaks out. Jesse Marsh is in there yelling at, at Vaney, the head coach of Toronto. There's security and police in there. Someone's dropping F-bombs and yelling, telling people to get out. And it turned into a crazy mess that ultimately saw I, 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 what I can only assume stemmed from this. Josie and Sasha both seeing yellow cards shown to them at halftime, which yeah. was their second yellow each, which means they were both getting red cards. So... They had, both teams had to go play the second half with with ten men, um, which also means that uh, 
that Josie and uh, and Sasha will be out um, for uh, well, I guess not a uh, not Sasha because they're out. He'll he'll probably have to serve his red card suspension next yeah, year. Yeah, the first game. Um, but but Josie will be out for the first game of the uh, the conference finals um, against Columbus, and then Giovinco got shown a yellow card for dissent, which. To be honest, I, I kind of agree with him. I think he got robbed on this call, but he got shown a yellow card in the 80th minute. Dude, means... why was he being a baby, though? Like, he just got up started throwing his arms like he was crying. About the size of one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, got him. Yeah, you see what I did there? It's because he's small. <laughs> he's um, tiny. He, he got shown a yellow card in the 80th minute, which means he'll actually be suspended for the first leg of the series against the crew for a yellow card accumulation. So Dude. now Toronto's going into um, a game at Columbus, no Josie and no Giovinco. Uh, there, I mean, I'm I'm counting right here. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cards shown in this game. That's it, fantastic. I mean, that's how nuts. it should be. Like that's emotion, dude. Yeah. People yeah, are did, just showing emotion. Did you see Matt Doyle? He was talking about he's like, we need more of this in MLS. We need teams to play with right. hate. We need teams to fight. And he got kind of crap for it from people that were like, this isn't how we do it in MLS. We're supposed well, to be classy. We're supposed to be blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't know, apparently, uh, according to Twitter eggs. But, um, <laughs> but, I mean, these are two Eastern Conference teams that are, you know, maybe not traditional rivals but they're, but kind of they're, they're they're good teams that aren't that far apart from each other that are playing in a, in a heated playoff match i i like the passion i like the fire i i i'm totally with you i think it would be great for mls if we saw more of this type of of uh anger toward opponents like we see in, in some of the other sports right right well matt doyle also said that uh I guess they're gonna to try to appeal those, you know, those uh, those fouls at halftime for the altercation. And they're they're saying like, you know, we have security cameras, and we'll, you know, the 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 video feed will show that what really happened. And gosh, dang it, if I didn't wish that 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 would be public knowledge, if we could all just see that go down. If Sasha Kleshin just walked up to Josie out the door and choked the ever living out of him. Just and Josie them. was like, see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Josie, I, oh God, I can't find it. I wonder, you know, I was trying to find it earlier. Um, Josie sent a hilarious tweet to uh, to Sasha Kleshin that basically um, yeah. called him out. And it was like, you know, why you got a snitch on me? And, and he deleted it and I had it and I can't find the screenshot of it now. Um, but, the, you know, this isn't really going away. Um, and you know, it's, it's even more interesting cause these two were, have, are supposed to be friends. They're... Can I, can I read the tweet to you? You got it? I got it. Okay. Read it. Google magic, my friend. <laughs> uh, you're better at Google than I am apparently. Yeah. I'm a great Googler. You Googleizer. Uh, <laughs> Josie out the door. Yo, at Sasha question. Why you snitching bro? And he put two like, oh my gosh faces and one like open mouth face and he said you tried to pull up on me while my back was turned and almost got that work to crying laughter faces say flight peace sign upside down smiley face <laughs> this is this is serious 
Yeah, dude. Josie, <laughs> Josie diving all over the place, and then he took down his tweet. Guess yeah. he's not a. Guess he's not too uh, hardcore after all. Yeah, once you tweet something like that, you just gotta leave it up. It's not going away. Dude, I mean, I don't know. Maybe gonna screenshot it. So why would you even delete it? Like it's already, it's there for the world. Yeah, maybe maybe there's some weird rule. If he deletes it, he won't be fined anymore because he's like, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, I deleted it. I don't know. But um, yeah. He I has money. He can afford the fine. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's not hurting for money. But he gets um, paid a lot. Yeah, he does. Um. The Red Bulls actually won the second leg. They won 1-0 in Toronto, which is strange because Toronto only lost one game at home all year. But it doesn't yeah. matter because the magic of away goals, um, even though it finished 2-2 on aggregate, Toronto had two away goals to the Red that Bulls. Sucks. One away goal, so Toronto moves on and the Red Bulls go home. Um, so, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Toronto will go on to face the Columbus crew, mostly because... The crew in their first leg uh, laid a whooping on David Villa and Andre Pirlo and New York City FC four to one. Uh, what is Pirlo still on that team though? Uh, well, not as of what <laughs> two days ago. Um, right, he doesn't really play though. He doesn't really do much. No, although I did see uh, I saw the hottest of hot takes earlier today. Let me see Uh-oh. if I can find that. Um, someone basically tweeted um, Andrea. Pirlo is retiring. Uh, here's what it says. Pirlo has retired from NYCFC. Another star player leaving MLS. Few good players left in America. Dying league. Hashtag MLS. So um, there you go. We're dying because old man Pirlo left us. Um, I don't know what to make of that other than that I... person clearly doesn't watch MLS. Um, that sounds dumb. Yeah. But... Uh, the crew won four to one, and and strangely enough, uh, Harrison Awful had a, a a stoppage time goal, uh, ninety plus three minutes, that actually ended up being the difference that sent the crew through. I mean, when you come out of a game, you're like, oh, it's three one now, it's four one, that's great, but we already were kind of, you know, we had the game in hand. That ended up being the difference because New York City won uh, won the second like two zero. And and were it not for that last minute goal by Awful, um, it would have finished three three, and New York City would have advanced because of their one away goal to the Crew zero. So um, you know that that last minute goal in the first leg that took it from three one to four one actually ended up being the difference that sent the Crew through. Um, and and I just gotta say, I would love nothing since Sporting Casey's out, and I don't really have a dog in the playoff fight anymore, other than not the Timbers, and I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, I would love to see the crew make it through and host MLS Cup and then win MLS Cup because then Anthony Precourt would have to go out on stage in Columbus in Map Free Stadium and accept MLS Cup in front of 20,000 pissed off Columbus residents just booing the heck out of them. And oh, it would make me boo. so happy. They'd boo so hard. And I, well, I think that'd be amazing. I, you know, obviously, MLS Cup's going to be in the Eastern Conference. It's either going to be in Toronto or it's going to be in Columbus based off the, the points they've had, right? Yep. And so I, I want to see, see Houston and, uh, and Columbus, man, mainly because I don't want to see a MLS Cup rematch of last year. Like, we saw that, and Seattle won with no shots on goal, 
And any Seattle fan will be like, so what? You mad, bro? And I'll be like, well, yeah, kind of, because I <laughs> wasted my time watching that garbage show. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't want Seattle to go again, man. And I know Clint Dempsey's hitting beast mode right now, but I, I just hope Houston's finding their stride and they're going to they're gonna really do something here soon. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, it probably somewhat depends on if they can get – Tyler Derrick back, um, which I don't know if they will. Man, he, they probably won't. He's got some legal issues. But going that's on. fine. Yeah, no, that's I mean, fine. they 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 played pretty well um, against With Joe Willis, right? Yeah, no, Will when Willis certainly wasn't a, a weak link or anything. Um, you know, it's just a uh, you know a, a, when when you go into the playoffs and and especially if it starts getting to like penalties or something, you know, it's just nice to have some some familiarity there, but. But um, Will, Willis did a fine job. Um, Houston's, I mean, we we saw what Houston could do. Their their attacking front is is dangerous. Um, you know, they they can they can score some goals. It'll it, it'll be tough. I mean, they're missing AJ Delagarza, who uh, he's injured and out for the rest of the year. So they have to start Jaleel Baba at fullback. He's a former SKC guy, and he's probably not a guy that you really want back there on a, a full time basis. But um, Hey, you, you never know. Seattle's really good, and and they're hitting their stride. Um, so they're they're gonna be yeah. they're gonna be tough. Um, but you you never know. And and likewise, um, Toronto's really really good too. It'll be tough for the crew to to take them down. But if they can get out to another huge early lead, like they did against New York City, and it's certainly possible with no Juvenco, no Altidore, uh, in that first leg. Hey, you, you never know. We might be looking at a uh, Columbus crew slash Austin, whatever they would be called, uh, MLS Cup uh, host. So we'll uh, we'll see. Which side note? Did you see the report today? This uh, I was like, why are you why are you burying the lead on this one? It was like uh-huh. buried halfway through this article. Um, there was an article that came out about uh, the potential relocation to Austin, the Columbus crew relocating to Austin. And um, it was in the uh, the Columbus Business Journal, and um, I guess Austin, the city of Austin, is like working with the crew and trying to say, okay, well, if we can't get a stadium in, in downtown Austin, are you are you willing to go elsewhere? And they're going back and forth. But this is, I was like, why is this buried halfway through this article? A city council member, Austin city council member, said other. Uh, officials have been approached by representatives from other MLS teams interested in Austin who aren't focused on only downtown. So if that's to be believed, that means other MLS teams are talking to Austin about the possibility of relocation. I don't, it doesn't say what MLS teams those are, but um, the crew might not be alone in their relocation efforts with, uh, with Austin in their sites. So, I uh, I don't know. I like it. I, I I don't I don't love it either. I don't know who it might be, um, unless it's like the New England Revolution and Bob Kraft is like, yeah, I don't I I I got the Patriots and I'm fine with that. I don't need a, a crappy soccer team playing in my football stadium with terrible field conditions. So here, Austin, you can have my sloppy seconds. Um, yeah, it's actually Robert Kraft. So I don't know if uh, I don't oh, know if you I'm guys sorry. are on that. That first name chill basis, I but call it sounds him Bobby. like sounds like you guys are homies. So yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, some, something tells me. Yo, Bobo wouldn't see eye to eye with uh, with Bobbert over there. But um, yeah, I'd be like, why don't you build a stadium, son of a b? <laughs> but no, I just thought that was interesting. That apparently there are, and, and you know, teams do this in pro sports where they're like, hey, they did. NFL did this for years with LA. We could always go to LA, give us what we want. Um, so stupid. Don't do that. Yeah. So, although Nashville today apparently they're they're looking at the possibility of throwing 250 million dollars of public money toward a stadium um, for a potential MLS team. So, I don't know, man. It's it's getting crazy. Um, it's fun, man. It's so fun. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of MLS relocation expansion talk. But by the end of this year, we're supposed to probably hear at least two teams that are announced as as being awarded an expansion franchise. So we'll see. It's uh, there's going to be a lot of news uh, coming Dude, up. What so. about how about Detroit when they were like, you know what, we're not going to build a stadium now because Atlanta doesn't have to, and look how successful they are. So we'll yeah. just use the Detroit Lions stadium, and that's crap, man. Yeah, I mean that's they, dumb. The, they were supposed to build a soccer-specific stadium, and they're not going to. And so yeah. Atlanta's allowed to break all these records, and it's like, well, yeah, because your stadium seats that many. Every other soccer stadium doesn't even seat that many. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, – I don't know if Detroit was going to get one anyway, so I almost wonder if um, – and I may be reading this wrong, but kind of how I read it was like they 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 made this move, and, and then the, the league came out almost immediately after and was like, okay, you know, we haven't had a chance to review their their revised proposal, but we can tell you we're still going to prioritize bids with soccer specific stadiums in them. So I kind of wonder if this is like Detroit knew that maybe they weren't going to get one, so they're like, okay, well we're not going to put that much time and effort and money in trying to scout a stadium location site and all that, so let's just change our bid. And then when it doesn't work, we can kind of make MLS the bad guys and be like, well, they're letting Atlanta do it. Why won't they let us do it? Oh, we tried. I'm sorry, guys. But MLS said no. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's what's going on or not, but that's kind of what I thought. So that's, <laughs> right. that's the narrative that I made up in my mind. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I mean, I don't expect Detroit to get one anyway. I think I, – I don't know what I think. I think Cincinnati will get one. I think Nashville probably has a decent chance of getting one. Um, Nashville would be cool. They'd Sacramento, Sacramento might get one, even though we hate them now. Um, hey, good transition right yeah, there. Yeah, look at that. I see what you're doing. Hashtag professional. You damn um, pro. <laughs> yeah, we uh, Swope Park, man. I've been at the games the last couple of times. Uh, Fun. Starting uh, two games ago with with Sacramento when when the league tried to take our home game from us, man. What's up with that? They tried to take our home games, man. That yeah, was a South Park it, thing. Did you ever see that episode? I did. I was trying to... It, it works. I got you. It kind of works. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they did. They were going to... Uh, what what they do? They they announced that, hey, the uh, Swope Park Rangers game against Sacramento FC has been moved to Sacramento. And everyone's like, what? And they were like, due to conditions on the challenges field. Challenges with the field. Yeah, challenges. And everyone was like, uh, the field's fine. We were there. It's all good. And then Swope came out later and was like, um, that's fake news. Yeah, we're, they were, we're excited like to host it. Full-on rebellion mode. Dude, did they ever come out, though, and say, 
We messed up. I mean, they never even no. owned it, right? No, no. They just lies after lies after lies. I mean, oh, it was all so it was all a money grab. It was all them trying to sell more tickets because Sacramento, to their credit, has a really passionate fan base, and they sell out their stadium. And they, they probably could have sold 10,000 tickets to that game, which, whoop-de-doo, you were the eighth seed. The way it works is, <laughs> a little math for you, do. eighth seed is lower than fourth seed, so eighth seed travels to fourth seed stadium. That's how it works. You can't just willy-nilly decide, oh, never mind, we're going to have the fourth seed travel halfway across the country to the eighth seed because we're going to make up some BS challenges with the field to sell more tickets and then hope that we don't get called out on it. Like I don't. They understand. totally got called out. Yeah, like what were they, were they thought that Swope Park was just going to be like, Oh darn! Now I guess we gotta go to Sacramento. Like that's not how this works. Um, and I'm and, still fired up, dude. Like, how can we get some transparency here? How can we get some answers? Who do we have to talk to? I, I have no idea. USL. I mean, people reached out to uh, to USL for comment, like legitimate journalists. Um, and or the president. Out. They reached out to him. I, I mean, I tweeted the heck out of the well, president, and he he has he like 300 followers. Yeah, and and so they reached <laughs> out to the league, and basically all the league was saying is we're working through the challenges, and they never said what these challenges the actually challenges. are. Challenges. They Suck did it. say. They did, they did say well, we can't comment on the full extent of the challenges until we complete our review of the challenges. And I'm Your like, review. well, how can you decide to move a game then if you haven't even reviewed what the challenges are? Yeah, like, review you, this, grabs junk. <laughs> but uh, but Swope Park fans, man, you know, credit to all you out there. You you put pressure on them. Uh, the team Heck basically yes. came out and said, screw this, it's not happening. And I, 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 don't, I don't know that this happened at all. Um, so let me. I'm just saying this is a, a guess for me. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Swope Park told USL, you want to do that? Fine, we're not going. So if you want to have no game to play and then you lose out on all that money, we'll just forfeit on principle because we're not doing that. And then you're out all your money. And Dude, you that's, like so, that's possible too because it, it, something I want to touch on here, Peter Vermees, when, uh, uh, when asked about his uh, – uh, you know what he thinks about Swope's success and and going to the USL Cup final for this second year in a row in their second year of existence, and he just said, you know that's great and all, um, it's not really what that team's there for. It's there to develop players, and I'm thinking, damn, if I'm if I'm a fan of that team, you know I I I, I kind of think that's a little more important than that. But then you go back to this situation, and they say, uh. uh if they flat out don't want to play the game, it's because it doesn't mean as much to them. This team is not for the competition aspect of things. It's to develop players for the higher, for the upper level team. Yeah, it's a sporting KCB team. I mean, and yep. You know, there's kind of been talk about this like Barcelona pipeline that Sporting KC has, and Peter goes over to Spain. You know, he's kind of almost modeled Sporting KC after. This is going to sound weird, but after Barcelona, there's a Barcelona B team that plays in in the second division in Spain, and you know we don't have promotion and relegation here in uh, in in the U.S. At least not yet. Yeah, but they they do over in in European leagues. Well, Barca B is not allowed to be promoted because it's kind of the same thing. Like their point is not to win and to work their way up. They they literally aren't allowed to to be promoted because their whole reason for existence is to train players to make it to the Barcelona first team, and and it sounds like 
that's kind of, and I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It, it, I mean, winning a, a USL Cup would, would be nice, I'm sure, in Peter's view, because that means you have good players. So, in, in, you know, I guess indirectly it, it serves the purpose. But, um, you know, he, he's, they, they've, they've been pretty transparent, maybe not quite that blunt and transparent, but pretty transparent from the get-go that the idea is to have these two teams in the same training facilities, the same city, so that they can be, you know, all the way from the youth academies up to the, the senior Sporting KC team, a direct pipeline to, to develop players as best they can. Uh, but, I mean, you're, you're right. If you're a fan, if you're in the Swope Zoo, it, it, it probably hasn't felt great to hear, you know, the manager of your your first team say, yeah, that's, that's cool, I guess, but that's not why you're here. Um, it's true, man, man. A lot of those people in the zoo take it way more seriously than they do sport it. You know what I mean? They were like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get in on the ground level of this and uh, really grow this supporters group. And they've they've had some challenges along the way. You know what I mean? Whether they've been allowed to have smoke or they're not allowed to have smoke. And it's been it's been a whole thing. Yeah, but hey, I mean, credit to them. I, like I said, I was at that Sacramento game, obviously sporting KC won, and they moved on to face the Oklahoma City Energy uh, again at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City. That was a cool storyline, by the way. Yeah, and it was. And, and just to wrap up the stupid usl thing the the compromise i guess they came to was oh well okay well you got to play in children's mercy park from now on at least for the rest of the postseason <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if they make them play there next year for the whole season so hey, what it's fine okay. it just looks terrible on their on their youtube channel it's like hey yeah. no one's there oh there's some people yeah so yeah they close off 80 percent of the stadium and just force yeah. y'all into i think i saw you sessions. jimmy I was like, there's my boy. <laughs> I was like one of the like three fans that was there for the first game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, but like for, for real in the Oklahoma City game, um, both both team supporters showed up and showed up big. Like I would, credit where credits due, there were Oklahoma City fans there and they turned out like there were they were almost as many Oklahoma City fans as there were Swope Park if it, and, and it may have been 50-50. and it was so fun because. You had the Swope Zoo to the right of me, and they had their drums, and they were cheering, and they were. You had Steve Brizendeed with his red pants that he has at every game that he <laughs> was putting up behind uh, the goal where, where uh, Swope was, was attacking. And then to the left of me, you had the whatever the OKC Energy supporters groups were called. I don't know, but they had their flags and they had their drums, and it was like this drum battle that they were trying to see who was louder. And, and there's cheers going back and forth. It was a cool atmosphere, and. The 90 minutes of regulation was like some of the most boring soccer I've ever watched in my life. Like no one, right. was, no one was scoring. No one was getting really close to scoring. Oklahoma City honestly looked like a better side. Um, and then it went to extra time, and then no one scored. And then Zendejas was like, "F it, I'm gonna have to do it myself." He and did. Yeah, man, that dude. He he took it on himself and stopped penalties and then scored the winning penalty once they got to the keeper round to send them to the uh to the final it was crazy dude jimmy i don't know if they practice penalties at all but uh there were some very poorly taken pks yeah there were there was a, a lot of skied pks I, um i'm sorry i'm looking at of, you christian duke yeah it was it he, was it wasn't good he rolled it right down the middle and i was just like wow oh captain my captain yeah, I, it, I'm sorry, buddy. I love you, but holy cow. Yeah, I, I mean, it was not good. It was nerve-wracking. I mean, Zendayas came up huge. He he blocked, like, three of the five. Well, I think he blocked two of the five, and then a third one 
went off a bar or, or, or was skied. I don't remember which one because there were so many misses. But Sporting K- or Swope Park only had to make three of the five initial penalties to win, and they, they couldn't do it. Both nope. teams missed three. So it went into, you know, the, the you know, single penalty kicks, you know, tied 2-2. And it was, I think, two separate times before it got to Zendejas where Sporting KC had a chance to put it or Not, Jesus, I can't talk. Swope Park had a, a chance to put it away, and they couldn't do it. And so finally Zendejas, like I said, he just he, he stopped the OKC Energy's uh, keeper's penalty and and he stepped up and he nailed that thing like he's been doing it his whole life did you read that he said that was honestly the very first pk he's ever taken in his entire life man i mean he it didn't look like it he stepped he said up. he's he never was, taken it he was confident he drilled it and as soon as he scored he immediately ran over to the to the the swope zoo and was like waving them all down like come down to the field like we're right. celebrating this together and, and security so guards cool. were like don't don't do that don't yeah, do that. Well, at that point, you just got to get out of the way. Like, let it yeah. happen. And, and, and the zoo came down, and he had, like, the zoo was surrounding him on one side, and the players were surrounding him on the other side, and they're all jumping up and down, and it was crazy. Um, oh, yeah, dude. He liked my tweet. Did he? That means you're basically <laughs> best friends. We are totally best friends, man. Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything else. Yeah. So, uh, so they'll go on. Um, unfortunately, they won't host it because uh, Louisville... Yeah. Louisville City, I think, is what their official name is. Um, Louisville, yeah. They, Lu- Louisville, cool. Kentucky. Uh, they they beat New York Red Bulls two three zero. So um, SPR will travel to uh, to Louisville, Kentucky, for the final, which I think is on like a Monday. It's a Monday, man. At yeah. Nine p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Central on ESPNU. So it's cool that it's at least on TV. It's kind of weird TV? that it's on ESPNU, but whatever, we'll take it. Um, pretty so cool. Hopefully, I'm excited. Yeah, it'll it'll be a fun game. Uh, hopefully, uh, SPR can pull it off this time. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. Um, we're uh, we're at 52 minutes. We're getting pretty long, but I want to touch on a couple other things real quick. National team roster came out. Give me uh, give me a couple uh, thoughts on the U.S. men's national team's uh, roster for the Portugal friendly. A couple thoughts. It's uh, it's young. And you knew it would be because for the next few years, we, we have nothing to lose. We, these games don't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So get some new guys in there. Get some fresh faces. Get people. See if people can compete on the higher level. I'm very excited about the New York Red Bulls' Tyler Adams. I think yeah. the dude's incredibly talented. Um, I'm upset, however, that I, that I don't see Eric Palmer Brown. Um, yeah. called into that situation but uh and i think i'm also a little upset that dom dwyer's in there i mean i, I don't know <laughs> i i'm yeah. sorry i'm on the dom dwyer hate train we're gonna uh, become known as the dom hater podcast i know if i i just miss him i miss him yeah. that's what it is yeah well you might miss him even more soon because he might if he has his way he won't be in mls much longer that's true he um, might bolt, but that's that's where my thoughts are i think uh Basically, it's going to be who who wants to face Ronaldo, who wants to tune these guys up for the World Cup that yeah. we're not going to. And I kind of wish they might have just called in Tim Melia and put him in goal, mainly because I don't like Jesse Gonzalez at all. <laughs> <laughs> I 
yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's hard to like anyone from FC Dallas to be. Is honest. he our future? Is Jesse Gonzalez our future I think goalkeeper? They, I think they want him to be the future. No. So we'll see. Um, I man, I think Melia might have missed his window. I think I, you're I think probably this, right. I, I it, it pains me to say it because he earned it, man. But what needed to happen probably for Melia to, to get his shot was we got to go way back to the beginning of qualifying, you know, in yeah. in, in the hex. Um, things needed to go a hell of a lot better from the get go. We needed to win some games early and get pretty comfortable, and they needed to be able to to take a chance and bring in someone like Melia, who's never had national team experience. Get him some uh, some reps in there, um, and then have him called in for this uh, this World Cup cycle in Russia. But we all know that's not how it went. Amelia is going to be pushing 36 by the time uh, 2022 comes around. And and to be honest, they probably are thinking, look, we need to get a keeper in there for at least two cycles with all eyes on that 2026 World Cup. That's more than likely going to be mostly held in the United States, and and they sure as hell want that to be a good showing. So. Um, we're we're playing the long game here, but uh, I mean I I agree with you. My my biggest uh, disappointments, I guess, were um, I would have liked to see Christian Ramirez called in. There it for, is for Minnesota yep. United Superman. Um, that dude's really good. He's really young. He's a double digit goal scorer. Um, Jimmy, he's always smiling. He's, he's always, always got a happy. smile on his face. I'm like, look at this guy. He's fun to watch. Like I would I would have happily replaced. CJ Sapong with Christian Ramirez because nothing against CJ. He's a good dude, but he's 27, 28. We kind of know what CJ is. He's not going to get any better. Would have um, happily replaced Dumb Dwyer with Christian Ramirez. Well, my other guy, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> this is the other uh, person I, I wish they would have brought in, um, is Timothy Way. We, we, however you say his last name, Timmy Wee, Wea. I think it's Way, maybe. That guy, the future of U.S. Tim soccer, Wey. who had an awesome showing for the most part um, in the U-17 World Cup. Um, what about Josh Sargent? Where's he at? He's on the team. Oh, is it, <laughs> did I miss that? Yeah, he's he's the last forward listed. Oh, um, I guess I missed it. No, it's all good. It's... Uh, it's Juan Agudelo, which I could get rid of him too. I'd bring in Abu Denladi over Juan Agudelo. Abu. It's weird. It's weird. We'd have two Minnesota United loons on the national team, but that'd be sweet though. I, they're both good. Uh, I'd get rid of Agudelo. I'd get rid of Dom. I'd get rid of CJ, and I'd bring in Abu. But Tim again, and, these games uh, don't matter. Christian. No, I know they don't matter, but that's why I think it's really good uh, opportunity to bring in those younger guys and say, hey, what what can you do? Like Superman. Christian Ramirez, go in against Ronaldo and score more goals than he would. So oh, yeah, uh, probably not. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It'll. I mean, it'll be fun to watch. It, it is a younger team. Um, I'm. Gl- I mean, the only real uh, veterans, I guess you could say, like uh, Bedoya is still there. Bedoya is there, sure. Yeah. Uh, Just I mean, to make Brooks sure everything vet- goes well. Yeah, Brooks is a veteran, I guess, but he's still young. Um, I feel like so. Bedoya is there to be like the hotel chaperone to be like, hey, hey, you kids, quiet hey, down. Josh, <laughs> get back in your room. Hey, knock it off. No streaking. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably why Bedoya is there. And Put your pants back on, damn it. Send really strange tweets because that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know. It'll be fun. It's a younger team, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I, oh, this is the other thing Portugal. I would say. 
This is the, yeah, that's true. This is the other thing I would say. Christian Roldan should be on this team. He's a Seattle guy, and I don't I don't necessarily love the Sounders, but Christian Roldan's good. I'd I'd have Roldan on here instead of Kellen Acosta because I think actually this, a lot of people will disagree with me. I think Roldan's better than Kellen Acosta. You're right. You're but, right. And Acosta's inconsistent, so you're not wrong. Yeah. So that's what I would say there. Um, but you that know, game's on Tuesday, dude. Like in the middle of the day. Yeah. It's it's. It's weird. It's because of Europe. That's what they're over like six, seven hours. I don't know. Time just changed, but I'm off, I guess. I'm off so. work, so I'm day drinking. There you go. That's <laughs> hey, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, you, you might need it when we're down 27 goals that's at true. the 37th minute. Um, Dom Dwyer hat trick coming. That's right. Uh, <laughs> he scores when he wants, I hear. He um, does. He apparently doesn't want to score very often. Mm. Um so last thing we'll just touch on real quick before we say goodbye. Um, we don't touch a lot on FC Kansas City, or we haven't in the short life of this podcast yet, but FC Kansas City, it's the women's team in Kansas City. They've had a lot of success. They've won championships. They're really good. Um, their coach is leaving, Vlatko Andonovsky. <clears throat> he also, as Dan informed me right before we started recording, and I learned um, he's also or was the coach of the Kansas City Comets, the indoor team. Um, he's leaving reportedly for the Seattle Reign, the in uh, WSL team in Seattle, which is kind of a bummer. I hate seeing. Uh, What'd you say? Good, you say uh, WSL? N NWSL. Oh, NWSL. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, I thought yeah. you said something else. My bad. Uh, like the say rock? No, I th- yeah NWSL um, in uh, in Seattle. Um, so he he just wanted to give a, a shout out to FC Kansas City and Vlatko. Um, he wrote a really nice letter to uh, FC Kansas City supporters. They'll be looking for a new coach now. I haven't seen who that might be, um, but um, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on, on what happens there and, and any new uh, coaching developments that happen there. So, Who, who uh, plays on that team? Who plays on Seattle Reign? Um, is any Megan, girls? Megan Rapino, I think. Was she one? I think she's on there. Uh, I know Sydney LaRue used she to came from there. be on there. Yeah. Um, let me let me see here. Going to their uh, Ross. Well, yeah, definitely Megan Rapino because she's on uh, their homepage. Um, yeah, she's the face of it, isn't she? Yeah, she's she's by far the. But they've the, announced Vlatko, man. That's it's a big deal. Yeah. So. Good for them. Yeah. No, that's that's a good hire on their part. Um, but anyway, um, any other final words of wisdom for our faithful listeners before we let them go? Dude, no, this was good. Um, <laughs> I think uh, we got a little while till MLS playoffs pick up again. Come, you know, come next uh, next Wednesday, we'll be talking about the USA game. Yep. And uh, uh, well, maybe not. We might have to record earlier. I hate to tell you that, but uh, Kansas basketball is coming to Chicago next Tuesday night. Oh. We'll chat. We'll figure something out. But, yep. uh, uh, yeah, we'll probably be talking about that. We'll be talking about uh, maybe some transactions here and there uh, for off-season roster moves and uh, maybe making some MLS playoff final predictions, you know? Yes, sir. Well, so. uh, as always, you can tweet us at NoOtherPod uh, or our personal accounts at JCMAX03 at DanCouser. Uh, send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. 
give us reviews, man. You, oh, you, we you got saw, good ones, dude. Yeah, we got some new ones this week. We got some nice reviews, and I'm like, ah, my heart's so full. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> yeah, we we can't thank you guys enough for for sticking with us and 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 growing with us as as we kind of figure out this podcast thing and learn it. I think we're 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 doing a pretty good job so far, um, and we'll uh, we'll keep it going. So. Um, We'll uh, we'll send you out once again to the sounds of Radkey, local St. Joseph, Missouri band, and we'll be back with you next week after the U.S. plays Portugal. So yes, we I will. Am, I am Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll talk to y'all next week. See ya. Bye bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.